Sound. Sound. Music. Acoustic. Noise. Sound. I have a favorite sound, I think. Sounds. Ultrasonic. How they listen. Just a little boop. The one place where it sounds the best. You're listening to sound. Sound matters. <laughs> Alrighty. You're listening to Sound Matters, a podcast about sound and things that matter, made possible by Bang & Olufsen. My name is Tim Hinman. We've reached the seventh episode of this series of eight, a series called Sound of the Cities, a series that so far has taken us to Copenhagen, Tokyo, London, Reykjavik, New Delhi and New York. This time we're stopping in Los Angeles. Arguably, if you feel like arguing, the most potent creative powerhouse of a city on planet Earth. So, what would be the best way to think of sound from an L.A. perspective? Well, Hollywood is here, of course, so we could talk to a film director. And if we could choose a film director to talk to, who should it be and what should we talk about? Well, that's what you're about to find out. Okay, everybody set? Got it? Set? The film director we're going to talk to is a big name. His Wikipedia page starts like this. David Lynch, born January 20th, 1946, is an American filmmaker, painter, musician, actor and photographer. He's been described as the most important director of this era and the Renaissance man of modern American filmmaking. He's best known for films like Eraserhead, Wild at Heart, Blue Velvet, Mulholland Drive, and probably his best-known work, the whole Twin Peaks TV franchise. He does paint, too, and make music, and do photography, and he's an actor. So, as all-round creative types go, he's pretty hard to beat, even in Los Angeles, which is arguably the most potent creative powerhouse of a city on planet Earth. It was an opportunity simply too good to miss when Sound Matters' own editor, Nathaniel Buzinski, got a chance to talk to him very recently for this show. Hi, I'm Nathan. Nathan, good to see you. That's him and David Lynch in the background getting set up. How are you, sir? Good, how are you doing? At home, in David Lynch's house. But what should we ask the Renaissance man of modern American filmmaking? Um, sound and meditation. Sure. I think for, for us, we have a podcast, and I think it would be super interesting to hear. Okay, yeah, great. Your take on that. Sure. Uh, whatever you want. Yeah. Well, we could ask him about the source, about where it all comes from, about how to access the deepest levels of the creative mind. Okay, you just uh, talk in the microphone. Hello, 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 hello. Good morning to everyone. It's a beautiful day. What's the date today? What is the date today? It's the 18th of September. 18th of September. 2018. Yeah. We might even get to hear what it sounds like there. So, get settled. Lean back. Take a deep breath. In fact, 
take a few good deep breaths because we're going deep. As David Lynch tells us how he does it using meditation. Breathe again. Get immersed in sound and listen to David Lynch. I started meditation because I'd heard of this word enlightenment and I wondered if that was true. And I heard a phrase, and the phrase was, true happiness is not out there, true happiness lies within. And this phrase had a ring of truth to it for me. So I said, wait a minute, um, they say true happiness lies within, but they don't say in the phrase where the within is. On top of that, they don't say how to get there. So I said, well, this is so horrible. I, I believe that there's a within, but where is it? How do you get there? What is the deal? And then I thought, oh, maybe meditation is the way to go within and, f and find that. Then I started looking and there's tons of different kind of meditations. I said, what do, what do you do? And I, so I started, and I, when I look into this one, it just didn't feel right. I look into this one, it did something to this. No, no, no. My sister called one day and said she started Transcendental Meditation as taught by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. I said, okay, I want this technique and I went and got it. It goes like life becomes more like a game than a torment. It's very beautiful. You dive so deep within that you can experience the eternal level of life, the transcendent. The ocean of pure consciousness, modern science's unified field, the kingdom of heaven which lies within, the Tao, the home of total knowledge, the home of all the laws of nature, being. The self with a capital S, know thyself. This is the self they're talking about. This field is always and forever been there. It's eternal. In Vedic language, it's called sometimes Nitya and Aparasheya, meaning eternal and uncreated. No one created it. It's always been. It's hard for us to think about something that never had a beginning. Never had a beginning. It's always been. It's there now and it will be there forever. Human beings at this time, we've lost contact with this field. And we need a technique to get ourselves there. And this technique of transcendental meditation has been proven through brain research on the EEG machine they can see when a person truly transcends. The whole brain is engaged when you transcend, and it's the only experience in life that engages the full brain. It's so important for human beings. You dive so deep within that you experience. 
um, this field within, this field of pure consciousness, this consciousness has qualities, all positive. So in, within every human being is unbounded intelligence, unbounded creativity, unbounded happiness, unbounded love, unbounded energy, unbounded peace within us. And every time you transcend and experience that, you infuse some of that, and you truly begin to expand whatever consciousness you had to begin with. Every human being has consciousness, but not every human being has the same amount. The potential for each one of us glorious human beings is infinite consciousness, enlightenment, dealing with a full deck, banging on all eight cylinders, and, and you just got to unfold it. It's time that people really understand this blessing of a technique, walk away from any suffering, unfold your full potential, get happy, get more creative, get more intelligent, get more in tune with nature, Enjoy life. Life is supposed to be enjoyable. We're not supposed to suffer. Dealing with a full deck, banging on all eight cylinders. Dealing with a full deck, banging on all eight cylinders. Dealing with a full deck, banging on all eight cylinders. Dealing with a full deck, banging on all eight cylinders. Dealing with a full deck. transcendent there's infinite silence and infinite dynamism combined combined opposites infinite silence is opposite of infinite dynamism but they're both there in perfect balance but it's like electrified you know balance it's like powerful all the power that that exists in the field of relativity comes from this field anyway. So unbounded power is there, unbounded bliss, happiness, unbounded universal love, that's all there. And, uh, but there is this, this silence in there. I have a recording studio and it's soundproof. And, but the silence within, it makes that soundproofed studio seem like a jet engine in comparison. It's strange. The silence is the, you know, absolute, the non-relative absolute, and the dynamism is the field of relativity. And everything that is a thing has come from this field. All of us, every little babbling brook, squirrel, star, universe, has come from there. So it's our big friend, our home, and it's time that we start experiencing that and unfolding that, because that's really us, the self, know thyself. Get on the train and ride it to the goal.
I started meditating. I tell this story a million times. Uh, the Beatles, <clears throat> I, I heard about the word meditation. I had zero interest. went with Maharishi to Rishikesh in 68, zero. I said, fine for them. I didn't have any interest in it. I thought it was a waste of time. I thought it was a fad. And I just wanted to work. And at that time, you know, I was always, you could say, creative. But looking back, I saw that I was somewhat weak. not self-assured I had lots and lots of kind of worries and anxieties and I had a kind of a melancholy it wasn't really a depression but a melancholy I wasn't happy It's all positive in there. It's like this. Negativity, Maharishi says, it's just like darkness. And when you analyze darkness, you say, wait a minute, darkness isn't really anything. It's the absence of something. So, you know, it's like um, you turn on the light and darkness goes. When you start transcending every day, it's like turning on the light. And darkness, negativity starts re receding. That's the side effect of transcending every day. When that light is low, there's suffering. When there's stress, all these negative things, when you start transcending every day, not only are you bringing in the gold, but you're getting rid of the garbage. And so, you know, it's, it's goodbye to suffering, hello to enjoyment. concentration and another contemplation then I think one is like mindfulness open monitoring or something like this called any kind of mental activity um, will keep you on the surface of life the field of relativity is is deep and and with transcendental meditation you easily and effortlessly dive through all layers you dive through subtler and subtler levels of mind, subtler and subtler levels of intellect, and at the border of intellect, boom, you transcend. If you're doing concentration, it'll keep you near the surface. Contemplation, you're contemplating this and contemplating that. It's just like being, you know, out of meditation. You're contemplating things all day long anyway. You're not gonna transcend. Transcending is 
what we want. Okay, a mantra, there's millions and millions of mantras. Mantra is a word, vibration, sound, thought. You don't meditate, it's, not, it's a meaningless vibration, sound, thought. The mantra you'll get in transcendental meditation is like a law of nature designed for a specific purpose. And that purpose is to turn the awareness from out, 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 180 degrees to within, within, within. Once you're pointed within, you will naturally and easily dive. And why is it natural and easy? Because each deeper level of mind and each deeper then level of intellect has more and more what they call charm, more and more happiness, like a magnet that'll just gently pull you within. It's like you're in a classroom and you're reading a book that's kind of not so interesting and outside a band or a, you know starts playing beautiful music. You just automatically go to the beautiful music. On the contrary, if your book is super interesting and you're really into it, the band will be playing but you'll be with the book. go toward happiness human beings we're pulled toward happiness and once this is a mental technique so it happens in the mind you say where is this transcendent where is this place where is the within it's it's this technique is through the mind using sound the mantra and it's it's beneath mind and it's beneath intellect and there at the border of intellect, that's where this field is. And this field is there waiting for us with all this treasure. And, and this will get you there easily and effortlessly. And it's a real thing. All over the world now, people are way more receptive to this. It's not like some kind of new age, you know, mumbo jumbo thing. And they get this technique and they say, whoa, why didn't I get this earlier? What is the deal? This is so beautiful. What it does for life, what it does for your work, your creativity, your energy, things that are like cramping us and you know causing this suffering and strange behavior to start releasing and going. They go automatically, just like darkness goes when you turn on the light. carefully what you're saying because nobody wants to suffer and the things we do we think will lead to happiness in the end so like you know someone who robs a bank they think that it's a good thing because they get the money and they can live and get buy stuff and um, 
they can make this happen. You know, the, the, the things we do with all this stress and stuff, it's not really like somebody says something and it makes you mad. It's, it's the stress and the stuff. It's the person is destroying your happiness. It's interfering with your happiness. It's, destroy, it's disturbing it. And so you want to punch this person in the mouth or shoot their brains out. And you don't have time to think. the prisons are filled with people who just didn't have time to think and stress can shut down this what they call the prefrontal cortex this front part of the brain they call these things functional holes in the brain they're not real holes but they're like holes they start meditating and they this thing comes back online and the same person that was hitting those other people you know, and beating them to, you know, um, to the ground and kicking them in the street. Now somebody says something to them and they laugh and they go put their arm around them and say, settle down champ and let's go get a coffee. David Lynch was interviewed at home in Los Angeles by Nathaniel Brzezinski. Thanks to everyone who made this possible. This show was edited, mixed, and musically composed by me. My name is Tim Hinman. You can reach me if you want to write to me, as so many people have done over the last year or so. If there's anything you think Sound Matters should be looking at, or, of course, if you just want to say nice things about the show, or get in touch with some of the people who've been in it. The mail address is info at thirdear.dk. That's info at thirdear, in one word, dot dk. Editor-in-chief for Sound Matters is Nathaniel Buzinski. Sound Matters is made possible by Bang and Olufsen. You can find out much more about them if you visit bang-olufsen.com. I'll be back soon with another episode. Goodbye. 
Sound. Sound. Music. Acoustic. Noise. Sound. I have a favorite sound, I think. Sounds. Ultrasonic. How they listen. Just a little boop. The one place where it sounds the best. You're listening to sound. Sound matters. <laughs> I'm going to do it again.